we are drinking from the garden hose, your favorite podcast. We're just a couple of cranky old men in training. So when you're ready, go ahead, go to your favorite place to get podcasts and subscribe there. Like us, leave comments. And as always, reach out to us individually or uh, wherever you see at hose and let us know what you're thinking about the show. Before I get to add, I want to thank all the people who reached out to us and complained about the sound. That was my fault, but it also felt great to know you're listening and care enough to, to let us know how things are going. Ed, how are you? I'm doing great, and I know some people said it was the best show we ever had because they couldn't hear me. So uh, sometimes the feedback, you know, is a little caustic. So, Obi, I got, I'm doing well, but I got a question for you. You said cranky old men in training. At what point do we lose our training wheels? A, or is it an age thing, or is it we just have to be really cranky? Well, I was wondering the exact same thing myself, given what happened this week. Uh, you turned 50, so I think even though I'm right behind you, 50 is like, I hate to say it, it's not middle age. It's like officially old. So are we in training for when we're old because we're already cranky, or are we in training to get old, or are we... You know, in training for when we are old, we can get cranky or, or are we? Yeah, I, those are options. I think there's more. I'm losing them all. But you're old yeah. now. And uh, I, I think you're almost cranky. Yeah, no, I'm definitely cranky. And I'm going to let you. I'm going to have I'm cranky. And I think I'm old now because AARP or whatever, they start sending you crap when you're 50. So I think the cranky old men in training is meaning that we're cranky but we're training to be old. I think that's what it really means. Like we're and it's, there's no, you can't train to be old. You're just going to turn old. So I don't know. I think you're a cranky old man in training still. Cause you haven't hit the five. Oh, I think I'm officially a cranky old man. Well, congratulations on your birthday, cranky old man. So now we're a cranky old man in training and his coach. So I'm kind of Jedi master and you're the pad one. Yeah, you're lucky if I call you coach. I'm not calling you master. <laughs> I think you should call me Matt, but that, that, that's beside the point. So let me tell you, I'm a little shot out of cannon tonight, and I know that uh, you had an agenda, but I'm going to take us off of it a little bit. And this has to do with being a little cranky uh, and definitely being old. So I'm trying to buy a new car. Uh, the reason I'm getting a new car is I have uh, two drivers in the house, third who should be a driver, but I'm convinced the reason she hasn't been able to drive as much as I'd like to get the license is we don't have a car for her to drive. I have a company vehicle. No one's allowed to drive it except me. So we're really one car family. And my wife takes that car to work. So when I'm picking my daughter up from school, she can't drive home. She can't drive my car. When I take her to school, she can't drive my car. So I figured the brainstorm was let's just buy a second car. And then it'll be around. I can use that to go pick her up and then let her drive home. Right. And then we'll get her her license. Then she'll have the independence she needs. And me and my wife will have the independence we need, if you know what I'm saying, parents who drive your kids everywhere. So got a car, bought it over the weekend, made an appointment, keyword, appointment at four o'clock today to go pick the thing up. Right. I'm greeted at 3.50 by the sales manager who says, Oh, yeah, you're here to pick up your car today. Keyword, pick up car. Yes, I'll tell your salesman that you're here. So then we go sit, me and my wife. By the way, I'm buying the car in my name. I just didn't feel like doing the, uh, the paperwork in her name. So the only reason she's there 
is you can't drive a car and then drive home two cars, right? So I needed two drivers in one car, right? That's the only reason she's there. She didn't sign. You being your wife. Yeah, my wife, Bridget. She didn't sign a goddamn thing while we're there, all right? But anyway, so we wait 20 minutes. Then our salesperson says, oh, they never told us, told me you were here. So sales manager didn't, yeah, he screwed up there. Anyway, I go through, we sign all the paperwork. It's now 5.20, so an hour and 20 minutes I've been there. Actually, an hour and a half because I got there 10 minutes early. The sales manager says, oh, there's a problem. We don't have, it's a pre-owned car. We don't have the title. I can't let you take the car today. I said, what do you mean? You let me go through an hour and a half here, and you're not letting me take the car. Then he says, well, I didn't know you wanted to take the car today. Remember, he met me at 3.50 and says, oh, you're picking the car up today. So once a guy yells at, once a guy lies to me, then I lose my freaking shit. Right. So I, I lost it. And he's like, well, what do you want me to do for you? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe give me my time back. You know, now I got a meeting. He goes, well, why'd you schedule a meeting for? I said, does it take two hours to buy a car these days? Like, well, how come nobody tells me this stuff? Well, what do you want me to do? It's nobody's fault. It's not my fault. It just happened. I'm like, wait a second. You, you told me that you thought you had the title. And then, why didn't you just tell me you didn't have the title when I got here at four o'clock? And then, you know, anyway, at the end of the day, I'm stuck buying a car from a dealership I never want to do business with. You don't have to buy that car. You've got 10 days right to rescind the car. Just... But here's the problem, Obi. My time matters. They right. wasted my time already. I have to go to the bank. I have to cancel the bank check, get another bank check for the new dealer that I'm going to buy. I may have to deal with the same assholes, that, not the same assholes, but different assholes, but the same type of asshole at the new, at the new dealer, right? So... At the end of the day, my time is more valuable than principal. I, I figured this out, right? So I'm going to buy this car, and they're dead to me after that. Particularly the sales manager, who's a liar. I told the, sales, the salesman afterwards, I said, I just want you to know you're working for a liar. And here's where he lied specifically. And I told him, this is a young kid. And I said, this is where he lied to me specifically. I laid it out like three different times, three different instances. And I said, that's why I got pissed. And I said, I want you to know something. Working for a guy like that is not going to help your career. Because you know what's going to happen? You're not going to sell a car a second time. You're going to sell it to a person the first time. They're never coming back. That's not going to be good for you. And he looked at me. He goes, yeah, I know. He's an asshole. I said, yeah, that's exactly what me and my wife were just talking about. He's an asshole. So anyway, shot out of a cannon. I turned 50 and got screwed at the car dealer today. Well, since you can't get retribution, uh, I'm here to let you, Ben. Why don't we go one step further and give the name and the dealership of who they should not go to? Or are you sales just... Manager, sales manager, Kevin. And uh, Stanford Hyundai. Okay. Uh, you know, now the Chris, Chris Chung is the salesman, good guy. I think he might even be related to our fraternity brother. And I know that sounds like stereotypical, but... I mean, they got the same last name, and they really do look alike. But besides that, Chris Chung, good guy. But uh, Kevin, sales manager, Stanford Hyundai, stay away. All right. That's a little bit of principle back for you. I will, so I will, tell, you that, I will tell you, here's what they're going to do to make it right. Ready for what they're going to do to make it right? They're going to drop the car off at my house. Once they have the title, they're going to deliver it to me. They're going to drive. So they're... I don't have to go on my way. I think that's pretty good. I was actually okay with that until he lied to me. I don't like liars. And then, you know what they did? They, they filled up the car I drove there. He said, top it off with gas. Little did he know I had a quarter tank. He filled my car up for me. Hey, that's 50 bucks right there. As we, were, as we were going to do that, Bridget says to me, why are we doing this? I said, because 
he's going to fill my car up. That's like 30, 40 bucks, three bucks a gallon. That, that almost pays for my time. Almost not really though. My time is really valuable. Obi. So I'm really important. If you didn't know that. I, I do. So speaking of uh, young people and uh, learning what a good manager is and how it affects your career. I uh, recently went out with a very young guy. Um, here's how young he is. On a date? No, no. It was uh, I thought you were I thought you were coming out on the podcast because this would be the highest rated episode ever <laughs> if you came out on it. Nope. That's that's not something I'm going to do because it's not something I have to do. But I'm not, I don't want to go into all that because that don't matter. What matters is this was a a young fella, went out with him, met his girlfriend and i have been at many a table around many a drinks at near 50 with a young person a woman who is ready for that man to shit or get off the pot and propose and she's not holding back you know anytime a child conversation comes up a wedding conversation comes up a story of another couple getting married comes up she lets it be known she is ready what is taking so long? And many times I've said to the, the gentleman involved, I take him aside at some point, not like, hey, immediately, you know, next time I see him or she leaves, dude, you probably need to shit or get off the pot because if not, she's going to cheat on your ass. But this time was very different. I happened to know that he had already purchased the ring and gotten the father's approval. And he was just waiting for them to go. Like he was planning the proposal. And I just kept wanting to go, just ask her already. Cause this is making me crazy sitting so wait, here. So, so you're out with this couple and you know that he's already got, which by the way, that's a whole other stupid thing getting permission, but it, I digress on that one. I, that's another episode, but that just, right. it, it's freaking 2022. We don't need to get permission. Okay. But he says, says the girl dad. Yes. Well, shit. Now you put it that way. Anyway, I was thinking as the guy getting married. <laughs> I wasn't. All right. Like I said, it's a whole other episode. Why you got to screw me up like that? But my point is, so you're sitting. I'm just trying to lay it out for people because sometimes you're not the, always that clear. I mean, obviously, when you told everybody what dancing with myself is, you were very clear. But I'm. But my point here is, he. You knew. You knew he's getting married to this girl. Got the ring. Got the permission. Yet she's still yapping away about when you're going to marry me. Look at these kids. You're never right. Is this is what's going on? I don't want to say yapping away. I would say throwing my words. Zingers. Yapping yeah. away. My words. I'm going to go with throwing zingers. Okay. Yes. And yes. you and you had to sit there and keep your mouth shut. I had to sit there and keep my mouth shut. See, I think what I would have done in that situation is I probably would have just I would obviously I know this has happened before, so you always keep your mouth shut. But I think I would have changed course that night, and I think I would have been like, "Yeah, how come you're not going to marry her?" You know, like I think I would have really laid it on thick that night, just because I knew I could. I had the knife in him already, and I'm just going to twist it. You know what I'm saying? That that would have been an interesting choice. Um, so here's the thing about this fella and, and the people I was with. As you know, I recently changed uh, roles, but this was the guy who I had worked with or for for the last four years and his manager who had been my manager for the last four years. And I didn't want to totally dig in on him. Although I feel like I probably said once or twice, like, uh-huh. Yeah. 
you are waiting a while. You know, you're not going to get anything this good again. But I was a little like, it was a weird position to be in. I think you're right. I think I should have gone with that strategy no matter what the circumstances were because they that is the right strategy, uh, knowing everything. Yeah. But Definitely the right strategy. And you get a get-out-of-jail-free get card because basically he's going to marry her and you can't get in trouble for that. No, no. That's you the can't, one thing you can't get in trouble for. He's going right. to It's not like you're being a you're being a jerk, but it's a funny jerk. It's a good right, jerk. Right, right. It's not like he's going to come back and go, you know I really want out of this relationship. No, oh, no. Oh, yeah, that, that'll get you fired. Like, if you if you, if you you knew he wanted out and you sat there and tried to, like, egg him, yeah, then you should get fired. I get that. You're right. Yeah, I, 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 you know what? You're making me feel bad for missing the opportunity. So also, I got I got a suggestion for you. Has he popped the question yet? Uh, No, no, not yet. Quick, call him up. See if you guys can go out tomorrow night. Oh, no, he's. He's uh, he's Florida. He's a he's in Florida. He's a Florida man. <laughs> or I would. Now, now I'm now I'm begging. Come so back wait, up. Wait, so, so was he just? They, they were just up visiting recently. He was here to turn in his computer, and he wanted to say goodbye. This is the only job he's had as an adult, and it's the only manager he's had as an adult. So he really and if, I can speak for you know I work for A and B right you know. His boss is, a, is another good manager, the kind of guy who's not going to lie and get you in trouble, but instead the kind of guy that's going to make sure your career progresses forward. So he really wanted to say goodbye in person. I, you know what I think? I think you can fly to Florida relatively cheap. Gas prices are coming down. It might be worth a flight to Florida. <laughs> I mean, I think you, yeah, I mean, you really missed out on an opportunity. <laughs> a lot of fun. Think how fun that dinner would have been if for like an hour and a half you were just giving it to him. Just like, yeah, yeah, she's right. You keep saying you want to be a dad. What are you waiting for? Yeah, and you know, you could bring up the story, like you know, I've been married, you know, almost twenty. You've been married twenty years. Have you been? Yeah, yeah, twenty years. Twenty, twenty years. You know what? The biggest one of my biggest regrets is not getting married sooner. <laughs> you know, I think I dated my wife too long before I asked her the question. If I did anything better, I should have asked her sooner. And you know what else I screwed up? I had kids too late in the marriage. Should have had them right away. Matter of fact, probably should have started that before I even popped the question so we could add the kid as soon as we were married. That's the type of stuff you have to say when you're in these situations. You're right. You're right. I, I, should, I, I, I agree with you. In hindsight, I dropped the ball. I, I, I dropped the ball because of my level of shock, but that's no excuse, really. You are right. I dropped the ball. I mean, just think about it, being at this dinner for an hour and a half, looking at this guy sweat the whole time. I would have lost ten pounds. No doubt about it. Well, you're right. I, 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 I totally. So the title of tonight's episode is Obi or not Obi. The pod dropped the ball. That's going to be the pod dropped the ball. I'm going to have to look for a song that's very long, along those lines of missing out on a, a prime opportunity. Uh, but yes, I'll, I'll even scribbling that down there. Uh, dropping the ball. Now, speak, speaking of dropping. Is, is this our qu- transition to the queen? The queen drop. Drop. The queen drop. <laughs> so I know uh, you are... Uh, Sir Edward, our royal uh, examiner, and let's bring that guy back in. I know you want to talk about the Queen or whatever is going on with the Royals. Yeah, so 
uh, I, I, I texted you, right? Right after she died. I'm like, we got to talk about this on the next episode. <laughs> you were in on it. I, well, I'm in on it because I'm like amazed by this whole, this whole thing. First of all, she's 96, right? She's 96 years old when she died. Yeah. And I just don't understand. Like, I don't know. How is she perfectly fine one day? And then the next day she's under medical supervision and then dead. Like, did, like, are they not telling us something? Did she really die in her sleep? But they just, I don't know, watched her for a little while so that the, everyone else could get there to say goodbye and not feel bad. Like, I don't know. It just seems fishy to me, Obi. What do you, you got it. I mean, you have to have thoughts on that. Uh, would I believe because I'm less conspiracy prone than, you know, I'm, I'm fully on the other side of the conspiracies. I, I miss out on the conspiracies that are real. Um, is that she was iller than they let on for longer than they let on. All right. That sounds like a conspiracy in of itself. Yeah, they were lying to us because I'm telling you, it seemed as like I think she was out in public before, but she could have been deathly ill and they propped her up like weekend at Bernie's. I know there were rumors. There were rumors that she was dead before the thing that just went on the 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 bicentennial or whatever it was that uh, the the 75th Jubilee. There was rumors that she had died before the 75th Jubilee. And that they just wanted to to celebrate it, and then they would announce she was dead. I I know that those were rumors that were out before this actually happened. So I imagine she was sick, just a little more under wraps than you know to be to be so expected. So that's my first observation. Then my second observation is this really unique thing about social media where everyone has an opinion, and. Like half of social media, maybe, no, maybe 75% of social media, like, love the queen. I don't know why they love a monarch, but anyway, love her, you know, are very sad that she died, just enthralled. Then there's 25% who are teaching me history lessons about colonialism and the British Empire and all of the bad that not only did Britain do recently, by the way, like within the last 70 years while she was queen, and that She's to blame for all of it, even though she's got no governmental power. But then you find out that some of her crown jewels were stolen from countries. Um, and that's the 25%. And so I'm really conflicted. Like, oh, my God, like half the over half the people love this woman. And then the other half are like, she's a jewel thief. Are you seeing this? Um, I'm the only difference. I, I'm going to say I live in a slightly different world than you. Mine was more like South Jersey friends in North Jersey, the majority of them. But uh, I would say I was more like 66, 66% loved her and a third uh, didn't. So, I mean, were you surprised by the hate? No. Wow, <laughs> I was. I was shocked. I, I know haters. Like, I, I know people who have hated for a while and have... Apparently, I know haters, too. I, no, I, <laughs> I know public haters, people who have expressed uh, disdain uh, for the crown uh, publicly prior to this uh, event. Yes. Yeah. I never I didn't I didn't know it really existed. So that so that's my second point. My third point is you got Charles here. Freaking guy, 73 years old. Can you imagine waiting your whole entire life to be queen, to be king? I mean, I'm sorry, to be king, 
and you got finally your mom dies. Like, I like, think about this. If if your mom died when you're like 26 and become king, you're probably conflicted. You're probably like, shit, I really miss my mom, but I'm king. But when you're 73, you know Charles. He's like, son of a bitch. I've been waiting for this moment, and do not let anything get in the way of this. I mean, come on. The guy's got to be overjoyed his mom kicked the bucket. I'm not going to say he's overjoyed his mom kicked the bucket, but that part of reaching the pinnacle of your life at 75, how awesome, though, is that really? Like, you watch professional athletes, right? These folks peak in their 20s. If the really good athletes can go to 30, and then the, the, the freaks make it to 40, and then it's all downhill. And not every single one of them, but like 90% of them are all downhill from them. Even if you get the gig on ESPN, for most of you, it's not as good as it was when you were the star athlete. And so, you know, you and I, we have nor more normal office jobs. We might get that peak at 55 to 60, but then you're just like, I'm done. I'm just looking forward to retirement. This guy gets to look forward to starting his real work at 75 years old. And peaking in his 70s, that's the dream. That's, the, that's dream. the dream. I mean, so that's a great conversation. Would you rather peak in your 20s and 30s, like when you can actually flaunt that peak at the club, or wait till you're 75 when you're going to bed at 7.30 at night? I think uh, knowing that I still think my, I don't want to say best years, but in the way we're talking about, my, my best career years are still probably the next I'm probably just about starting them. Um, I think that's better than having peaked 20 years ago and now just being disappointed in what I'm doing. Like, I used to throw touchdowns. Now I'm talking about some dude throwing touchdowns. Okay, let me put it another way for you. This guy just peaked, and he wakes up in the morning next to Camilla. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's who he chooses to wake up next to. That's his choice. I'm going to judge the man's choice of who he chooses to wake up to. Although, we don't know who he wakes up next to because the royal family is pretty secretive. Okay, so that was yeah. my third thing. Yeah, you see it. At least you turned that last question from like me avoiding it to something funny. We don't really know who he wakes up next to. My, my, fourth, my, my fourth point is who had any idea that King Charles could have picked a name other than Charles? Like, I didn't know it until the queen died. They're like, oh, what's his name going to be? Wait, wait, wait. It's a choice? Wait, can we bet on this? So then I'm trying to think, like, can I get odds on Arthur? Like, King Arthur would be awesome, right? And before I even thought this whole thing through, it's announced he picked King Charles. So it was kind of like a buildup to a nothing burger because I only knew he could change his name for, like, I don't know, five minutes until I found out, eh, he ain't doing it. Well, he could change. He, he, I think they, the names he could pick were uh, his name as well, like anything that was one of his many middle names or he Charles. Five, he had like five names. Arthur yeah. was one of them, by the way. Oh, was it? Okay. I would have picked Arthur. Been King Arthur. I definitely would have been King Arthur, the once and future king. That's definitely what I would have done. I'm 75. You, I'm King Arthur. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to live. That maybe Charles isn't as excited as you think he is about being king if he didn't even go with King Arthur. Uh, or maybe he just loves his name. He just doesn't want people to start calling him Arthur because he'd be like, who's Arthur? I'm 75. You can't start calling me something new now. It don't work. All right. So here's my last thing. Here's my last thing, the royal family. I probably could go on for days, but here's the last thing I have. All right. They're, <laughs> they have like, she's dead. 
she's in a coffin and she's in a room somewhere, right? Yet they have people lining the road and the princess and the princesses are just walking the streets, hugging and shaking people's hands. Like, I don't know. That seems a little odd to me. What seems odd about that, dude? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The people that are like, they're ready for a parade and there's no floats and Mickey Mouse isn't there. It's and Harry and William. Like, I just don't get like the. Uh, you can go. I, I don't remember uh, Biden or Donnie doing it, but I do remember the, the Obamas doing that when they got elected, that there was a parade and there was like no floats. It was just them. So I imagine Donnie and, uh, and, and Biden did it also, but we just. Yeah, the pictures were inauguration. This is a death. And this isn't even the funeral procession. It's not like the casket was with them. They just went out into the streets to hang out with people, and it was like lined. I don't know. I just, I, the whole thing seems odd to me, and they need to get on with their lives. And we should, and, and, and the news, I turned the news on. Thank God for football, because I can watch football now, or even the U.S. Open. I got into that, because the only other thing you can watch on the news now is like nonstop coverage of the freaking Queen dying. She's not even in our country, not even our country. Yes, but that U.S. Open, that was special. I, I right. then he I actually got me watching tennis for the first time since like Wimbledon was on HBO. Yeah, I was like, Woo, go on. I don't think I've really watched tennis since Agassi was playing. Agassi was fun to, I mean, this because I'm old, I can say this. Agassi was fun, but you're right, I got into it. But this isn't a tennis podcast, so let's no, 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 this is this is not, but it's apparently a Royals uh podcast. Once a year, we talk about the Royals. Philip died a year ago. We talked about him, and the Queen died. We talked about her. And when yes. Charles dies, we're going to talk about him. You know, we have one other thing that we were going to talk about. And it's a shame because I know you still haven't seen it yet because you got slowed down because the show slowed down. That, that's Cobra Kai. So there will be some uh, – I'm not going to spoil Cobra Kai plot lines. I am going to minorly spoil one little scene because it is very relevant to our show. And this is the show, for anyone who doesn't know about Cobra Kai, during the show, Johnny Lawrence, the original bad guy of the Karate Kid, he drinks Kord Banquet throughout the show pretty religiously um, while driving, while <laughs> teaching people karate, while doing everything. He, Kord Banquet has, has signed, had paid for this show uh, over and done. There's no question about it. And so in this particular scene, why he's there is not important because I'm not spoiling that. He walks into a bar and he sees somebody drinking a White Claw and he goes, ooh, White Claw, that sounds badass. Give me a White Claw. So he takes the White Claw. <laughs> that sounds badass. Well, because Eagle Fang Karate. Exactly. Oh, no, badass, badass. Takes the White Claw, takes a sip, and I'm watching... Wondering if he's going to do the full spit take or not. Does not do the spit take and goes, this tastes like a watermelon piss. And then finishes the White Claw. <laughs> well, because he's cheap and he's not going to like let alcohol go to waste. No, no, he's not. No, the one He has not rich, reached uh, rich uh, levels in that show yet. That is not one of the things he's accomplished is becoming financially uh, super successful. <laughs> so... So he thinks a white claw tastes like a watermelon piss. I believe that was the exact quote. Yes. And yes. he actually thought it was badass at first. That's hilarious. Yes. And I, I saw that and, of course, immediately thought of our show, thought of the bed. I was like, do you watch it? And you said, no. 
So, well, what we learned, what we first of all, I'm I'm not surprised by that scene at all because if you are Team Johnny like I am and you know his character and, and you're an invested in it, you know he would feel that way about White Claw. So, I, I'm not surprised at all. Uh, but what I what I I'm a little disappointed is what we found out is Johnny Lawrence doesn't listen to this podcast because he would have already known that White Claws are not badass. That is a, that is the truth. Either that or. Billy Zapka does listen to the podcast and did that as a shout out to us, but we he didn't mention us anywhere in the credits. So let's go oh, with that. Let's go well, with that. You know, people steal shit all the time in Hollywood. So if he wants to make up for it for stealing that, just wink twice in the next episode. Absolutely. Season six, we're looking for a Billy Zapka wink. We won't sue you, but we'll know that you're listening, Billy. That's right. Awesome. White Claw, that sounds badass. That might be the new saying. White Claw, that sounds badass. I, I really thought they were going to go full spit take. Like, it just had that, like, you knew he wasn't going to like it. it. That was obvious. Well, but that's so classic that he finished it. That's classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he didn't get rid of it. And he's like, we've been drinking whiskey and White Claws all night. And- <laughs> <laughs> nice. I think we thought this was going to be an hour and a half episode. Uh, you, you kept it easy on the royal family mainly because you have questions for me about a subject I don't know about. And that's because the charm is that we suck. I'm Obi. That said, we are drinking from the garden hose. See you next time. Hope you heard me.